Are we on? We're on. Welcome to Red Raw. Hello. Rob Heffernan. And I, I was going to say, I was up in the car last night, I was going to introduce you as the voluptuous Laura <laughs> Manny. And then I went, Siri, what does voluptuous mean? And then he says, oh, well, I'm deaf, I can't use that. No, it's very inappropriate because we're up in your top bedroom. We are. Overlooking the River Lee and Laura, it's, it's unreal. Can we come back to voluptuous? I mean, I'd say... I would consider myself to be voluptuous, but I don't think you should ever say it. No, no. <laughs> voluptuous would be like a curvaceous woman, but it's kind of, it's more... There's a bit of an edge it, to it. Yeah, there's, it's more sexual. Like. I don't like the look that comes across <laughs> your face <laughs> when you this say it. <laughs> <laughs> Red Raw. Red Raw. With Rob and Laura. We're platonic friends, guys. <laughs> and to be fair, now this is a bedroom in my house, but it's not. I like. I we could have done it in the master bedroom, but I just thought I can't yes. actually put you in to that room. Yeah, it's a spare. It's savage, though, isn't it? Well, we come up here on our holidays. Super rent it out. You get good money for this now in Airbnb. You would. You, you would, would. But then I'd have to get two grand a month up here. <laughs> you'd have to a have week? somebody in my house then, though. I don't want anyone yeah, in my yeah, house. Yeah. Um, no, but did you hear what I'm saying, Chet? This is where we go on our holidays. Because she was a baby in the room downstairs. Oh. She couldn't be doing anything down there. The ice cream's from So actually, so. I have brought you to where the ice clouds happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's our little euphemism for when me and Shane are having Saturday morning ice lols, guys. You can be certain and sure that uh, we're not actually having ice lols. So, episode three, Robert. Episode three. Yeah. We're flying it now, aren't we? We, we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do episodes <laughs> done. <laughs> and you know, do you get a lot of people asking you what the podcast is going to be about? Yeah, the, <sighs> And it annoys me, like, like, <laughs> like I have a manager, my manager, like Derry McVeigh, like he is, he he is me doing a lot of corporate stuff, you know. Okay. I do a lot of like public speaking about strategy and motivation, and he's very invested. But I say podcast just going to be we're chatting, boys, it's about life. I know. I know. I think people are sick of structure and corporate talk and adding value and. Oh God, I don't want to add goal any setting, value. You know, just just be. <laughs> just want to be normal but as well I think people are obsessed like people are obsessed with content anyone that I've met is like what's the like people that haven't listened yet are like what's the content of the podcast I'm like the content of the podcast is two people talking Mm. like as in you could get very bogged down in like oh we're going to touch on this and we're going to do all this get over it Mm. there's nobody normal anymore I really just I beg of people to come back to me being normal do do you know who is normal though when I look down there and I'm a park at Queef and I meet the old fellas down there and they could be going out for a walk with their dog Fellas in their 70s and 80s who are old acting. Great crack. Yeah. Could don't chat about anything. Yeah. You could meet them in a cafe and just chat about normal stuff. No agenda. Yeah. Not selling anything. If I ever put anything up on my Instagram, even remotely selling about 20 people jump ship, mm. they don't want me to be selling stuff. I know. Do you know what I mean? I'm not a little saleswoman. Like not since, not since my days in the bookshop. And it becomes completely unnatural. Oh, I just think we could all do with just going back to being a doty old lad walking his dog outside Parky Queef. Now, I've made it sound creepy. <laughs> yeah, but you can see him in oil from up here. I can, with my binoculars. Isn't it beautiful? Selling. I got a message there now last week, right? See, this has gone somewhere else. Go now. on, yeah. And uh, a bed company got on to me and they said... Um, who, Emma? Emma I, Mattress? No, I don't know who it was, but they were giving me a mattress anyway from my bed and they just wanted me to make a couple of reels. Okay. Because I go running and stuff like that. Free mattress. My mattress, well, this is bad now. You Should need a mattress. It? You've been saying it for ages. 14 years old. So... But no, that's fairly standard it's for not, Laura, I know. It's bad. They say 8 to 10. 14, right? <laughs> yeah. But I have a good bed. No, it's a king-size bed. Good like, bed. When I got my bed initially, right, I went in and I got the best bed down that place, down in Little Island. I don't know what it's called. Easy living. Easy living, isn't it? Yeah. So I... Uh, We're not what? selling. We're not selling. I, um, I had a free mattress. 
and then I, the thought of doing a reel and getting out of the bed and going, oh, I, I had a great night's sleep there. I couldn't do it. And I went down, I went down to um, Ikea in Dublin and I bought a mattress for 810 euros. But you'll have it for 14 years. So it'll, yeah, yeah. it's quite cheap. But I could have gotten one for free. <laughs> and then I bought, I, I ended up buying one. But is it for free, really, Rob, when you would have to then be Rob talking about mattresses on your Instagram? Talking about mattresses, you know what? <laughs> and then you know the normal people is going, is this fella for real? Like, look at that dope with his free mattress. <laughs> I mean, you're getting out of the bed. <laughs> there's a part to be really Full, full face of makeup on. <laughs> Oh, I'm just up. I really, really, really want to see um, the reels, but I don't want you to sell them. But so could you just make the reels anyway, please? Oh, hi, guys. I'm just up here in Cork. You need to have a good sleep when you're a walker like me. Not an ad. <laughs> oh, my God. No, but I understand the feeling. I understand people that have to do it to make a living out of it. Yeah. That's fine. But I just know I couldn't see you selling mattresses. Can I ask you, why did you buy the best bed in the shop? That was a kind of a status thing. I'd it say, was, was it? because yeah. like, no, I go, no, I'm getting the bit. And it was, do you know what? It was too, it was nearly too big then. It was too <laughs> big and thick and chunky. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you're only a tiny little guy, <laughs> a small little bunk bed when, when, I got, when, when I got this mattress the other day, I sent it on because we needed to get it for ages. And then this guy offered, uh, this, this company offered me the free one. And I sent it on to Maren. Then we had, then we had like a half an argument about it. Why? About she not said, taking the free one? No, she said like, that's grand you got the mattress. She goes, but what if I don't like it? And you didn't consult with me about getting it. And she said, it's another impulse buy. Sorry now, I don't think it's an impulse buy after 14 years. We need a mattress like. But also, what does she mean if she doesn't like it? Is a mattress not just a mattress? I got it's a nice mattress now. Like, like Laura, there's like five different layers in it. Is it memory foam? Will it there's, remember your little tiny dent? There's little like uh, cylinder yolks inside it as well. And the man inside and the, and the pictures as well in Ikea looked really comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I says, Mar, did you not look at the man in the bed? He's a liar. He's a liar. He's been paid to look comfortable. He's the same as you with your mattress. No, I am. Um, we recently sold a bed on Dundee and I had to hide the mattress because I was like only selling the frame because the mattress, when we took off the sheet, with oh, no sure, bed protector on it. Like. Oh my Christ. Yeah. And I'd had two children on that mattress. Yeah, not yeah, actually, yeah. I had them in the hospital. I know. But there, it was, I'd say it was nearly all gawk. I know, I'm they'd like, be manky. I'll give you the mattress for free. But I said, <laughs> but Mary goes, we'll, we'll have to get the mattress collected. And she's like, we can't. I was like, how oh, are we meant to get rid of it? Surely mattresses, all mattresses get wrecked. Oh, yeah. They do, don't yeah, they? Yeah, of course. But do you not just bring it to the dump? How, how am I going to bring it though? Put it into the boot of the car? Put it into the boot of the car. Put on. <laughs> so it's a king size mattress, Laura. Like. But that'll fit in your car. If you just squish it in, like you're not going to need to use it again. 200 centimetres by 150 centimetres I know that because I measured it the other day Don't you try and blind me with maths <laughs> Just shove it in. You can take my van Shove it into I'll take my your van Because Mara didn't want the mattress collecting man to come out and collect it because the mattress is wrecked oh I know God. everyone knows because I know after telling you Yeah it's disgusting you The mattress man would be like that's a bit of Rob Heffernan seam in there <laughs> <laughs> Anyway moving on Moving on <laughs> Oh I've upset my own mind's eye <laughs> Damn it. That happens sometimes. So, yeah. Red Raw with Rob and Laura. So, come here. On the last, do you know what really annoys me on a podcast is when people allude to something and then they never pick it up again. They don't pick up the thread. So, on the last podcast, I alluded to having been in New Zealand on my holidays with Shane on a backpacking holiday. 
Uh, I can't picture him. <laughs> well, I'll tell you now about that. Doorland. Who's Doorland's fella? That's her, that's her cousin. Is it? Yeah, Diego. Diego. Diego, Diego and Dora. Dora. I mean, they might have some sort of a relationship, <laughs> but I think, I think they're cousins. So I alluded to the fact that we went to New Zealand and we nearly broke up, right? So it got me thinking about how we met our uh, significant others, right? Now, can I just say, it was a backpacking holiday only because we had backpacks. So I bought a backpack and I fully intended going to hostels around New Zealand and like slumming it. And no sooner did we get there than we were like, we are not backpackers. So we stayed in really nice motels. (laughs) I'm not a backpacker. Like, How how long were you going away for? Five weeks only. Five weeks of living it up. So we were going out together at that stage about four years. And I remember a woman said to me, that holiday will make or break, you know. And that stuck in my head. And we had war. Pressure. We had war up. I think it was being so far away as well. Um, Like me and Shane met. I met Shane when I was 20. I told you this in the last one. And Shane was 27. And we were each other's first boyfriends and girlfriends, really. Well, no, I had had other ones, but like of no significance. Shane was 27. I was his first girlfriend. What? Yeah, I told you this. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but I don't be listening to (laughs) (laughs) You're meant to listen on the podcast, lovey. I listens then and then I leaves a go. (laughs) <laughs> you could be sending this man voice notes till the cows come home and he, and he still hasn't processed it. Ah, but I like it and you enjoy it at the time. But it's not <laughs> That's yeah, I, I was Shane's realize. first girlfriend. Well, there was a girl that he had like shaken her hand, but like that was just it. just one night stands up to then? No, he had nothing. <laughs> I told you this. No, you did. But we hadn't a clue. <laughs> we hadn't a clue. We could have done with a course. But when you before you went to New Zealand, surely. We had dabbled in like, I'm sure I was petrified that I'd get pregnant and I was really holy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But you're a mess, or I don't know, you'd you be winding me up then. No. It was quite a turbulent time. I'm sure we had not a clue. And that was the main issue. And that was kind of the issue in New Zealand, that we were a bit clueless. And it was like, this is one to start getting good quick. How long were you with him before you went to New Zealand? I got with him in 2005. Right. And this was 2009. Four years. Now, not four years of nothing. We were very good at loads of bits. We just, but not the... Not the full... Full hog. Yeah. In four years. Yeah. No, Laura. But you see, I'm worth the wait. <laughs> no, Laura. <laughs> I'd say, let's say three years because it was towards the end of 2005. But sure, I had a clue and I thought I'd get pregnant if you just looked at me. <laughs> I did. I, like, I, I really feel like that that passed me by that there's only a few days in the month that you could That's actually gas. get pregnant. And I'm, a clue. I'm not bringing it back to me, you know, but that just gives me memories of me. Riding all over car. Going over the girl when I was 13. Ashling O'Callaghan was her name. I, do you know what I really enjoy about you, Rob, is that you give everyone their full name at all times. <laughs> Poor Ashling O'Callaghan now has tuned in to the fella she shifted she, 13 years ago. I was told that she her. was after kissing a guy who had AIDS from someone. And I was, what? I was convinced they had AIDS then. I just remember crying telling my mum, but look, that's neither here nor there. Jesus but I don't. Christ, Rob. 30 years ago now and I'm here I don't salad out I don't think it's transmissible so that it's kinda, way I understand that you understand what? that like you could think you get oh, pregnant I thought I genuinely when I was working in the bookshop in Liam Russell's I one day thought I was pregnant I had not slept with anyone but was convinced I, if you don't stop clicking that thing Sorry. on the table I'll kill you Um, I was convinced that I like off the toilet seat I went out and got a pregnancy test and everything that's sure, another way we're opposites now because I just go Irish it would be grand no I, I went mean, <laughs> the opposite happened to me oh I oh. <laughs> go on Laura this is your story sorry sorry the point is so me and Shay were together for ages but then we went to New Zealand on this holiday this make or break holiday okay. 
and we were there for five weeks. I think it was that I felt really far away. New Zealand is miles away. I don't know, do you know that now, Rob? But New Zealand is miles away. I nearly had a panic on the flight because I hate flying. So I was in a bad way, I think, by the time we arrived. First night, I had a dream about someone else. Shane knows all this now, so it's fine. I'm not going to say who, though, um, because he's still very much in my life. But... But it totally Your threw me. Small enough My circle is fairly small, small, actually. He probably knows. John Spillane. <laughs> <laughs> and the big mad red head of curls on him. It was not John Spillane. For the record, I would like to say it was not John Spillane. So it really threw me and I was really weird for the first two weeks in New Zealand. We had an awful time. We had like round table talks inside in a place in New Zealand called Kayakura where we were like, we were nearly going to break up. And I actually think what happened to me is I had just finished my master's and it hadn't gone exactly according to plan. And I think maybe my I realise now that I was just gone cracked mm. and I do just go cracked and then I come back to normal. I told him I didn't love him and everything. What a bitch. But that's... Um... <laughs> That's the expectation of the situation. It's just like somebody getting the first year of marriage. Yeah. be the worst because it's like, oh, I'm married and it's meant to be all romantic. And then the next thing you realise, I'm married, this is it. We've bills. There's this, there's that. And it's massive pressure. And I think as well, I didn't know who I was. I think I mm. thought I was somebody that would like to go travelling because everyone was going travelling at and the it time. And thing to do. And I, yeah, yeah, people were emigrating to Australia. They were doing all this. And I was like, well, I don't want to do that. But yeah. I will do five weeks away. And sure, I'm not that person and at all. you probably didn't feel comfortable doing that. And you were out of your I own. I felt so far. Yeah. I missed my mum. I think yeah. half of it was that I missed yeah. my mum. Because if I had said to mum, I don't think I'd love Shane anymore. She'd be like, are you fucking for real? <laughs> she'd be like, yes, you do. Stop <laughs> being a dope. Shut up. Shut up, you that, fool. But you're like that anyway, no, you know. It's brilliant. Like <laughs> I need to be told, shut up. Yeah, like, every so often. Something you just, or even just laugh at you and not throw any fuel on it. You probably get nobody to bunk things off. Oh, only my own head. So, you imagine my so own head on my smart. own? <laughs> I think you can create a whole alter universe in your mind well, it's the dr- and catastrophize A hundred percent. It's the dramatic side of my yeah. soul as well that I'm like, Laura went to New Zealand, broke up with Shane. They came home broken up. Like <laughs> I could play I written. Play, I had, like, I yeah, play yeah, written. Yeah. But how did you meet Marion? Uh, I know you stalked her for a while. I stalked her. We were both in the same athletics club when we were younger. And um, What age? She was 18 and I was 22. So that's a big... Yeah, and I was going out with someone else. But sure, I was when I met Chen. I was twenty, and he was twenty-seven, and hadn't ridden a single woman. (laughs) It's I know eighteen to twenty-two. Then twenty and twenty-four is no big deal. Or when you get were you in school? Were you in leaving cert? She'd have been in school, but I was going out with someone else, right? Yeah. And then I broke up with this girl. Thought Marion was gorgeous. I remember one night we were in Patrick's with me and my friend Pat, you know. Who, Pat, who is like the third member of this podcast, yeah, he gets referenced who, um, so often. Tiny little guy. Your dad put him underneath the desk in school. <laughs> yes, sorry, my dad taught Pat and <laughs> Pat was a spirited soul. And it was at the time when you could do things like that. <laughs> yeah. My dad popped him in under a table and told him to shush. I'd have done worse things to him because he's a terror. An absolute terror. But we were in town, I was driving and I remember seeing Mar in town and going, Oh my god, she's unreal. Yeah. She was dressed up. So that went down, broke up this girl, and she was the first girl I kissed in after that. Marianne was? Yeah. But you know, when you're in a long-term relationship and you come out of it, I'm sure I was in love straight away then. With Marianne? And you're young. Oh. Ended up marrying Sure, Mar was only 18, now he's 22. Sure, Mar was grand, we kissed. But she was, found out she was meeting some, seeing someone else. Not going out with him, but... She know, was just shifting around the place, like, yeah. I'm sure I lost the plot then, Laura. Did you? Oh. But you're 22, you're meant to be more sensible. I was heartbroken, like. Oh. I was heartbroken. 
And I went fucking mad after it. And she sure she didn't have a clue. I didn't speak to her. She didn't know I was speaking to but her. But were you meeting were you bumping into well, each yeah, other? Yeah, we met up, but nothing serious, you know, no, very but casual. But like she I'd have been older than her and I was after going to an Olympics and everything. Mar was probably still in leaving sort. Do you know what I mean? Oh God. So it was a weird kind of dynamic at the time. It fizzled out. We went our separate way for years. How many years? Good, because a lot of drama went on then in my <laughs> life and stuff. Read the book, rather. guys. Read, read the, book. the book. I suppose from 2001, we look back up again, 2005. Oh, that was a big gap. Yeah. And, and not, say, not a time, like you wouldn't have been texting. There wasn't phones and such, was there? No, it was fierce. Like, <laughs> there was a phones. lot of stuff went on in my, but I was... I was hurt, Laura, like. Why? That she was meeting someone else? But I, because I, and she slags me even to this day. She said, I, I was meeting her about a week. She actually told Kyle this last week. She goes, when I was meeting Dad when we were younger, I was in about a week and he told me he loved me. Oh, but you did though. And I felt so bad. And I like going, but I did. Oh. Sure, haven't I married you, like? And but did you love her for the years while you weren't together? Was but she I'd, like the I'd one have that always thinking about her, like. Oh. So then, kind of around 2005 time, I was injured. A really, really bad year. So I went to the Olympics in 2000. World Championships 2001. European Championships 2002. All brilliant years. I was met Marrung then. The carnage. Read met the book. for a few weeks. Had a, a child there. <laughs> I love dearly. We love Very her. close. Yes, um, yeah. But yeah, li- li- my life took a bit of a, a mad turn. And then like 2003, 2004, I was either disqualified or injured. I had no championship finishes. Okay. I was thrown off funding. I was back working in the building site with my brother, labouring. Imagine now I have to go Elton. to Elton. I remember delivering coal some Saturdays and the bag of coal was nearly bigger than me. Like I was injured, so I was... Sorry, excuse me. Excuse me. I just, I just need everyone to imagine This you. is very traumatic. This I, was a simple question. And, and there he is with his bag of coal that's bigger than him. Would they not have given you some of the smaller bags? They're strong out there. They're <laughs> singles. Give me the other singles. Be grand. Half a bag of coal. And sorry, sorry. So, before you go on, no, one second now. Because I edited the first two podcasts and I'm keeping you on no, track yeah, now. I know where I'm going with this, so you just need to stay with me. But I stay with you, but I just want to pause a second Marion must have been so cool in school to come in and say I'm after shifting a fella who was in the Olympics would that not make her cool unknown to me but back at the time like sure I wouldn't have thinking like that sure in my head I'm still only the fella who hangs around up in the park you know yeah I'd never ever thought and I still don't think like that there's a part of me does but then the part of me is just completely normal but wait sorry I'm going to get there don't you point your so finger at me <laughs> he's pointing here like I, a lunatic I, I was out in the clubhouse in my athletics club and I was getting treatment done and Marion was it. Marion was a brilliant runner. Yeah. But I think she was held back from nearly the environment where she came from. It was all about the boys, all about football. But Marion was always a massive talent. I think more talented than me. Fair strong, but fair humble. And I, I knew she was injured. So I was out getting treatment in the club, in my clubhouse with my physical therapist, Liam, Liam O'Reilly. Full name again there, Liam O'Reilly. Yeah, we're good old buddies. I sent Mara a text. He goes, Mara, Liam's out here working on me. He goes, he'll have a look at your ankle as well if you want to come out. Sorry, and when had you last been in contact? I'd have, been, I'd have always been trying to score with her okay. as well. And she'd have blown me off, like. Oh my God. Um, I didn't think she was going to come out, but I kind of didn't care at this stage because I was okay. going fucking a bit wild. Okay. Next thing, Marion arrives out at the clubhouse, Laura. <gasps> And Liam had the massage bench packed up and he's walking out the door. <laughs> and I'm there. And I, oh fuck. I didn't think she was going to come. So then I could let on know like that I was like John Travolta, but I was and I was pure awkward. And I always remember there was a Swiss ball there and 
Och vi kör några exercise. What a Swiss ball. The big... Det yoga ball. Like, that, that you be bunksen on for pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were doing that. What did just you do? Ch- you showed her your big ball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So we just got chatting. But then, sorry now. She really must have been like, who's this fool with the ball? I came out here to have my ankle worked on and now this fella's showing me a ball. But I asked her then, we went, oh, he goes, we went for coffee and stuff. Aww. And then we went on another date. But I was a do- like, I was a fucking awful idiot. Like, I remember being out with the lads one night <laughs> and kind of alluding to, like, Marilyn going, I'm pure out of no, insecurity. You like, you're going to be coming home with me tonight. To Marion? Yeah. When we'd have been out with the club, but just being an asshole, like I'd have been like, no, I'm yeah. not. She, and she was, and yeah. that was her attitude. But I didn't even mean it. It wasn't like going. I feel so awkward. <laughs> I, I am. I'm cool, and I'm going to blurt this out. And it's like, and I think a lot of lads can try to portray that they're Jack the lad, and but there must have been something about you that made her stay, though. Because if somebody said to me, "You're coming home with me," I remember a fella I was going out with. I'm not going to give him his full name. His first name was Martin. And I remember Martin him. Martin Martin. I remember. He looked like, do you remember the gardener from Desperate Housewives? Do you remember yeah. him? People said he looked like him. <laughs> okay. It was a stretch. I remember him. We had had a few dates. He was very, very nice, it seemed. He went down the side of the old Rocha stores long ago, had a wee, came back smelling a wee. And he said, when are we having sex? Yeah, and I was like, like eh, never. And I went yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I went on a subsequent date with him. I wish like I'd been badass but, enough but to be it, like, no. But it's gone worse now, lads. And I'd say that to God, always be respectful. Don't be a prick because when you go down that road, it nearly starts eating your soul. Like I was always, like I was probably still a virgin until I was 21. Always like a nice girls growing up. Then you get older and you start getting in comp- competition with other lads. So these lads could be scoring with these ones. Then you're trying to be better than them and you're trying to be... No, that's, that's the way it is, Laura. Like that's the reality. A virgin till you were twenty-one, but hit puberty was nineteen. Oh, what? <laughs> hit puberty nineteen. I was seventeen. Oh, 17. Just to go on seventeen. No, you did all right. You so, did yeah. all right. But it, but we we went out anyway. And you then tell we just me to wait. Like you're after dragging these memories up. You asked me. I'm loving them. Go and on. And I am. Um, we just started going on dates then. And I say, where would you go on dates? I was renting a house with my brother initially in Carrigaline because I went back down there to get out of the city to train. But then ended up being so broke that the girl who owned the house moved back in and I was renting a room in the house. Oh. So Marion was met me at my lowest point. Like I had nothing Laura like. Yeah. Like I wasn't training, I wasn't competing, I had bits of work. I used to have to go to my sister's house for dinner and breakfast. So me and Mara with each other months before I told anyone. To be honest, she changed my whole life because I'd have been like, you know, I'm more and she's like, no Rob, you're unreal. I should write her fucking this is great. She this thinks I'm thinks I'm unreal. <laughs> she thinks, yeah. And I felt so worthless like and oh. I just felt like I had nothing to offer. My my sport was gone for me. I did fuck all in school. Um, I didn't want to do any. And the I coal bags like, were too big. The coal bags were heavy. Like <laughs> that was going. To, that, they were going to finish. But it was genuinely really depressed. Like yeah. And um, she she's like, no, you're unreal, and this is what people think of you. And she she eventually gave me the confidence to go back and get my in- injury checked out. And then um, where was your injury? Sorry, the way you're in my alu- groin. I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> Just the way you kept pointing at him when I'm chatting about He's it. He's pointing to his groin. Yeah, oh, yeah, constantly. Uh, Gilmore's groin. Um, Gilmore's groin. Gilmore's What's is called. It's, it's, um, Don't so tell me now because I get it. It's like, so Freddie, he's, what, what age is he now? Freddie is uh, currently, as we're recording, four weeks. Yeah, so he he is two inguinal rings where his testicles go down the tube and drop there. Okay. So girls don't have them. So on a boy. I have them. <laughs> You I might well in destiny. I don't know. In general, they don't have them. No, that's another episode. Go on. But that, if that tears, it's a disaster, and, and it has to be surgically repaired. 
Mar was with me through all of that. She brought me to the doctors up in Dublin. She and was then, very like, worried about your grind. Yeah, and then <laughs> we moved to Monkstone right. with Kyle. Like, and she, we, in the evenings, like she dropped Kyle to her mum's house in the morning. She would come back in the evening and drive next to me when I was training. And she said, "No, you're good. You'll get back." And I got, I got back then. Like, was so, Marion at, at your coach at some point? Yeah, l- latter like sore story. Then would have been, you know, the two of our lives then bunked off each other. So she went away with me. I got back. And it was all due to her. So she was nearly supporting me. Yeah. But then her watching the way I trained, and she was brilliant. Like she won everything growing up, but probably didn't have the people then around her to push her on to the next level. I can always remember, I'm going off on a tangent here now, but all right, we'll put develop. You back. I went back then training in a camp in Spain and Marion would come away with me and I could be with Ilya Markov, the Russian guy, at dinner. And we'd have nothing to talk about, but fears comfortable with each other. Because yeah. we're training with each other all day, in, in the morning, in the evening. And I could bring a book down to dinner. There was no internet. And Marion came along to this and looking at me and Ilya at dinner, not talking. Not reading your and books. She, was, oh, no, she goes, Rob, this is fucking weird. <laughs> and I was like, no, Mar, this is just the way it is, girl. We're training. Eh? What kind of book could you be reading? I don't know. <laughs> Probably pop-up one night. The old Ruffalo. So she, but you know, the invo- she kind of saw that and she goes, sure, there's fucking nothing special about him. And then she got back training. That's what I was going to say, because yeah. she sprinted in the Olympics, didn't yeah. she? Yeah, and she got back training then. And then it was brilliant because our environment together, she'd have kind of gone, Rob, you're with this, hanging around with these people and that, like, you shouldn't be here. You're better than that. And so we grew massively together. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Isn't it, but isn't it mad though? You shouldn't have been together really at all. In a way. Like you had some random shift when you were in your teens. I was mad. I still am, I still think she's fucking gorgeous. She is gorgeous. Marion is gorgeous. I like the, I like her. She's kind of authoritative but sound. You know, like you still like to write her. Just to just to pick her up, and she says, like she she'd say to me, like if if I was Mike Tyson's size, I'd be in trouble as well. <laughs> that is that is a complicated on, joke. I have a question. Can you pick her up? You can. Of course, I can. Sorry, just checking. He he was in training with the bags of coal. Now he could swing Marion off the rooftop. No, but that's very important though that you still fancy. Like I still fancy Shane. We kill each other now as well. Oh, though, Laura, yeah. like like yeah. This isn't mills and bones. Well, now Shane doesn't kill me. If yeah, Shane kills me, I'd be like, "What's happening here, love? What are you piping up for?" But we have a very. I think people always on my Instagram are like, "Oh, poor Shane, this, poor Shane, that." Like that Shane has an awful life. Shane has no life, only for me. But Shane's a, <laughs> Shane's a genius though, as well, isn't he? Shane is a genius, but he's also. Do you know the thing about Shane is he's always in the same humour. Yeah, he's, he's great. Very he's very level. Calming. Very calming. He's now, like one of them... Um, therapy dogs. For me, you like running around. <laughs> he makes me a better person. That's why you were rubbing him the last day. <laughs> no, he, he's... Um, he's he, very level. He's very level and I need level. Yeah. Like if bo- if me and Shane... Like you and Marion have a, had a similar job at the time when yeah. you were training. If Shane was doing acting when I was doing acting, we'd have had more. Like I can't even get, I can't even let Shane use a laptop in front of me because I'd be like, I don't know what you're doing with the laptop there now, love, but, but it's really I, annoying. But I, I exhausted Marion as well though. In that <laughs> sense. She, she's wrecked. No, I, I, it was tough. How do you mean? Because we kept going and the more success, the more hungry I get and the more I'd want to do and the more I'd want to do. And then like, it's there's loads to this, but she, I remember we went to the European Championships together in 2010 and I went for the 20k. And Marion was after qualifying for the 4x400 metre relay. Mm-hmm. And I qualified for the 50k earlier on that year, but I had no intention of doing it in the European Championships. But because Marion was running the day after me, I couldn't go out. And normally, Lord, I'd finish a championship and mm-hmm. I'd be gone and w- be wild. Yeah. Like I could be found in a asleep ditch. in a ditch. Mm. 
um, normal me like it's consistent but <laughs> I but because she was competing I says fuck it I'll do the 50k the day after I've nothing else to do and I, I finished fourth so we moved on again went to Australia got more professional but how did she how do you mean you exhausted her did she have to put some of her stuff on the back yeah. for you so she she ended up going to the European she went to world championships of Europe. she ticked all her boxes and then she went to London which was unbelievable like like Olympic Games first married couple ever from Ireland competed mm-hmm. in the Olympic Games but then afterwards we evaluated there's nowhere else for you to go you're not going to get better who for marrying yeah you're going to you could go do the same thing again next year but who cares it's a world championships you've done your Olympics and we wanted to have another child and then the conversation back then was like going okay I've looked at your year I think here and here could have been better I can come in and help you and remove that drama but basically you just shut up and train and I will look after everything else. Marion said to yeah. you. She got accepted to go in to do, um, so, is it sociology in UCC? Yeah. And she had to put that in the back burner. So she was with me full time then training in 2013. I could make out the programmes every day. Video work. My, she's a physical therapist at all of my treatment. Fucking probably saved a couple of hundred grand by yeah. getting married. Did all of my, like I wouldn't, I was worse than a baby, Laura. I'd get up, she'd have my food ready. And she'd have my drinks ready for training. She'd massage me, stretch me, come back, do the same. But it was like going, right, the Russians are doing all of this and taking drugs. No, you need to do the job of five people in Russia because I can win a medal. Yeah. And it was tough. But then when you get the success, you can justify. In hindsight, kind of. Yeah. Then 2014, she was like going, no, you just need to do the same thing. But I was obsessed then because I came like, my dad still lives in a council house like, Mm -hmm. and I came from nothing. And he's like, no, I need to have a house now. I can't be the guy who's won the world championships. I need to make money. I want to buy a house. I can do my training. And she was like, you just do, I need to set myself up for the future. And we started having more that year. I was going to say, did you not kill each other throughout oh, the whole yeah. process? Like if Shane O'Mahony, if I woke up and Shane had me drinks ready and was ready to do massaging and then had to like coach me, I'd be like, what are you doing? I'd kill him. But, but, if I got, but imagine then when you win a world medal or an Olympic medal, you justify all of it. Yeah. And then you're bringing in money and, it, it is pre- looking back no it was wrong it was only when I went into the real world but 2014 I ended up with her- two hernias again and I dropped out of the European Championships oh. and Marion was right and came back to 2015 then but yeah I got her doing a way too much Laura and at, at the end I think she resented it but it, bit, you but, but you see in a way it's not that much different from having to juggle like everybody has to juggle every every couple has to juggle their lives and there are times where one takes precedence over mm. the other no matter what you do like there's definitely times where I could look back and I'd be like oh that was a bit selfish there now was that yesterday yeah <laughs> <laughs> when I made Shane get a drink for me from the kitchen because I didn't want to move I don't know how you didn't kill each other it came to the point like it would even come down to the little nitty gritty things like if I had out and I had a really hard session and Mar would beat GMI up, I could go, shut up. I know what I have to do. Would, would you, you say do? shut up, Dar? Oh, fuck, like, if you go back and look at videos, like, say, even the World Championships in Moscow, Marion's on the drinks table, every 2K, it was stoic, drink was out, there was no emotion. I said, right. you're not to get excited. Okay, okay. Don't get excited. If that was me, I'd be like, you're doing great, love. No, you shut up. <laughs> have a drink, Dar, love. You're doing fab, I love you. 100%. All, all you'd get out of Mar, because we were so in sync, she would just go, Okay, a nod. Or be a wink. Not, you know, good. And then I go, yeah, that's fine. We can't get too high or too low. We have to deliver. Oh, jeekers almighty, yeah. the but pressure then of it. Did, but then it comes afterwards then, like when you want to relax and enjoy it, Mara's able to put something in a box. I want to celebrate it for a while. Yeah. 
and it's so, yeah look it's hard it's hard but that's just the way but also I think it's probably hard for the girl as well in the Marion situation because her biological clock was ticking no matter what like you'd be I've watched your Late Late Show interview where you basically were like Marion has stopped so that you could have babies yeah and that was a part of the thing after the thing she said we wanted to have a baby so Regan Regan was born in 2014 and you were still you were still competing at that stage yeah and she Regan was everywhere with us so Amazing. yeah but we brought like Cahill and Megan would have been everywhere Cahill would have been everywhere with me yeah all of my camps from Australia like even at the end so he was he grew up in the camp situation like mm. you know I know with Stansom because he's playing professional football and, and so he could see the balance of having a laugh and working hard but do you think I'm just thinking there now because I'm we'd say after having a baby a couple of weeks ago so Regan being witchy in camps as a tiny young baba was Marion beside herself? Was she like, Jesus Christ almighty, I have a new baby. I'm stressed. I'm too warm. My boobs are sore. Where are the bottles? Where's the steriliser? Did you did you process any of that? Or no, and did she go through any of that? I feel bad over it looking back because there's no room for it. And we've had this. I remember chatting to you about this when we were on the radio about Tommy Fury. Yeah. And we have completely different oh, viewpoints Because Tommy on went it. away and left he Molly May on her own. with yeah. And like, there's no sentiment on the start line. You have to be ready. So if Marion was here, no, it's probably not me fair having these opinions because if I was here, no, she would have very different things to say. She would say that I did nothing. With the babies? Yeah. I was fierce protective of Regan. Then I didn't want nobody to come near her. Mm-hmm. I didn't hand her over to anyone. I absolutely adored her. Marion did everything, Laura. I'm just I thinking the logistics. Like, I'm like, so Rob has gone training. You're over in some training camp. I've got a small baby. Like we need to go somewhere. I need to have the changing bag. I need to have the nappies. She, I need to have the wipes. And then look after the whole team. And and on top of it all, I have to worry about whether you're going to get injured, whether know, you're going it, to... It's worse. I'm, this is bad. You're trying yes. to get up loads of yes. stuff. Sarah, Sarah Boyce, Brendan's wife, Brendan, who I coach, Brenda said to Boyce me one Brendan Boyce is, a, is a, walker a walker as well, as well. yeah. She said that we were down in Fota one day training. I gave out to Marion for not having a drink on time. And she was changing one of the kids' nappies in the back of the car. I'd and I said, Sarah, stop, please. I'd have thrown the nappy please. at your head. I know. At some point, Marion agreed to that as well. Like, as yeah. in, no, I, like, I've often agreed to stuff that I <laughs> regret then afterwards. But like, in order for you to get to where you got to, this was oh, the sacrifice he had yeah, to make. I couldn't have done it without her. And we wouldn't have what we have then without the two of us working together. And like, you both decided to have the baby. So you yeah. knew what it was going but to be like. Regan. But then... Tara was a surprise, was she? Tara, like we were going to, then we were going to go and we'd do another Olympic cycle. Oh, right. Um, You're into cycling now as well. <laughs> so an Olympic cycle would be four years. <laughs> so go to Rio, Did right? I never knew we did cycling. You know? And then... Um, you were going to go to Rio. Did you go I to Rio? I did go to Rio, yeah. yeah. Long story short, Marion was four and a half months pregnant with Tara and she didn't know. <gasps> How Marion did she did, not know? How did she, she not know? She didn't know. Because she was still running and everything. But she where was, was her fit. period? Not a hypochondriac like me. I'd be like, yeah, my period is not here. I, I need a medical assistance. Oh, Laura, we're both in the kitchen in Douglas because we planned Regan to the day. Okay. Like Marion flew in and out of Spain to a training camp and my physio was like, what's she doing here? Oh. And she was gone the next day. Because she was ovulating, like, is it? I was like, yeah, I felt, it was the worst. I felt it was awful. It was an awful <laughs> situation for me. Well, that trying to conceive time is very it's grim. Oh, it's very like grim. There's no glamour in it. Oh. I remember when we were trying to um, conceive Alfie in particular, I used to have it marked on the calendar, big X's on the calendar, going, right, Shane, you need to perform here now. It could be like a Tuesday at six yeah, o'clock. I, I, need, I need to feel loved. Oh, no, I I'm like... feel the affection. I think Shane's took one look at my face and his willy 
yeah. went right back up into his soul because I used to be like, I'm like, I need that. I yeah. need that in me now. <laughs> and I need I, it's awful because I thought it's going to be. And I used to try. I used to try and trick us into thinking it was romantic. I'd like appear and be like, oh, hey, love, you know, it's totally casual. And in my head, I'm like, today is the day if it doesn't happen today. It's, and it's, it's people awful. don't talk about it because obviously. Why don't people talk about it? Because people aren't. This is the problem. People aren't but normal. If, as a man, you feel completely demasculated because you don't you don't want to do it. It doesn't. And you're afraid. And to say it out look what's wrong with me but also the pressure is on you because as in like if if that's not going in then there's nothing being made do you know what mm. I mean like I we had war oh my mm. god we had war poor Shane was a, <laughs> I'm saying poor Shane myself now <laughs> poor Shane I marched him down to the GP we had been trying I'd say maybe a week and I was like it's not working it's not happening down to the GP and I often think about my poor GP I wa- walked in the door and I said that's not working Pointing at Shane. We'd literally only barely started trying. And the GP gave him a prescription for, I'd say, Smarties. And he said... Like Viagra? Yeah. But, but I, is, was that kind of kind of against him because you'd just be going for a way longer then? It t- was more just the confidence boost okay. to get past my face going, where the <laughs> hell is it? So when we were leaving, the GP said, maybe try make it a bit more romantic. And I'm like, this fucker, like, what more can I do? Like, I mean, <laughs> what, what more do? does he want? I went into Ann Summers and bought an ensemble. <laughs> but then every time I put it on, Shane was like, oh no, she's got her conceiving <laughs> yeah, uniform yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was nothing. <laughs> There's not natural Nothing kind of... Like it wouldn't have been Normal behaviour for me To arrive out And I'm like Hello it's Tuesday And he wants to sit down And watch like Reeling in the ear And I'm there in front of him Going come on love This is a really natural moment And then a couple of weeks later I remember being back At the GP And we I, We had conceived At that point I could see the GP Looking at me Going that poor fucker That she's with But it's Nobody talks about It no. is one of the worst times. It is And obviously If you have actual troubles Trying to conceive That's a whole other Kettle mm. of fish Like we're very lucky that it was all very straightforward but I made but it ima- not straightforward but imagine if you went through a couple of cycles in a year yeah it's fucking it's, it's, I, like if I think even for the few months that we were trying to conceive it became my sole focus yeah. couldn't think of anything yeah, yeah. else it was the only thing I could think of the pressure it put even though everything was fine it still put a massive strain on the whole lot of mm. us. Like it was just, oh God, it's an awful time. It's awful, yeah. Because people are like, oh, it's so magical making babies. Isn't that magical about it? I yeah, said, Shane, yeah, now yeah. we've had the tree, you can put that thing away, I don't yeah, need it no more. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, he's got the snip now, is he? Not yet, but he will soon. Happy Christmas. What'd you get your husband for Christmas? I got yeah. him the snip. Where'd you no. get it? Somewhere in town. I didn't get I haven't got it. Oh, Jesus Marby Christ. telling me to get it. Like. But sure, well, if you had Tara by mistake. I know. Oh my God, she'd kill you if you got pregnant now. Um, but yeah Would you go again Would you have one more You'd have one more I'd say I, I always said I would But no When you've a bit of a life back now again Oh sure look at I had my life sorted then, Well we always wanted you're three young, You're younger like We always wanted three And he's Freddie has no trouble Thank God But it's a It's It's a weird It's a weird old time So then you had Tara Tara then Was a total surprise Tara was a, a total surprise but we were going to have another one anyway and look it ended up being the best thing ever but it was kind of half embarrassing at the time because it was like going come here back could she you not have kept it yourself you, for another like, while <laughs> like she was barely out of the hospital like <laughs> that is a big grim what's the age difference what's the age difference <laughs> 15 months ah she was out ah, of the hospital she, she was, was out of the hospital a few months you're at that stage now like I'm just trying well if I got pregnant now I would be mortified I know there is a there is a bit of that though, isn't there? We only just got back up on the bike there during the oh, week. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, go for that. Oh, I just, Freddy? 
four weeks. Four weeks. So if you got pregnant, no, again, there would be. There'd be there'd be ten months. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, but fifteen well, like, isn't so bad. So fifteen is alright. It, like it's oh, not yeah, even not Irish twins. You're not. You're not. <laughs> but also, you were in the middle of training. Am I stupid? I I would have. Sorry about that guys Rob is messing <laughs> That was my fidget spinner <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> I just have to Try and keep him calm But in the middle of training Though Would you Is there not a thing That like as an athlete that No you that's a don't, rubbish Oh is it Yeah Oh I thought that you didn't no. Sleep with people then Because no. you had to keep The testosterone built no, up No you see saying Like I'd be coaching lads There it's grand I think the problem with lads <laughs> If they're out and they're they're riding and stuff, riding. Oh God! Um, like with different people, no, is it? Like, yeah, it's it's what if you're a sportsman, you're out drinking and you're out clubbing and you're out late. It's the whole lifestyle around chasing. It. Most coaches prefer if there's if their players or their athletes have a girlfriend and they're settled. Okay, you know. So um, okay, because wasn't there a thing that obviously he's a very dubious character, but wasn't there a thing that Conor McGregor used to in the lead up to his? They fights? say that thing that it builds. I don't. I don't know a lot. It builds up the aggression. It builds up the. But how do you aggressive do you need but to be for walking? Done, like. <laughs> <laughs> My Christ, he's a cross walker. <laughs> Look at the face of him. He's absolutely raging. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um. So sorry. Sorry. Now we're going to wrap this up. I mean, it's like, look, guys, this is a rambling, joyous is, podcast. But yeah. this is if you're if you're looking for some tight, tight content, guys, you need to go back to Breakfast Radio, where we certainly are not going we'll back. We'll never to. be back there. <laughs> oh man, they wouldn't allow us back. So then he had Tara. So then were Tara and Regan both with you at training camps? They were. Mary, uh, I need worse, to talk to Mary. Uh, yeah, her so shoulders we, must have been up around her I ears. Was, with I the was only on about you the other day, and we were on about breastfeeding. Oh. And, um, don't get me started. Mar said she loved it with a. Uh, She's Regan. lying. Yeah, no, she, and I said, but I said you didn't do it. I said, sure, you didn't breastfeed with Tara, and she says that's because of the situation with you. So with who? Uh, with I, you? Remember, I was saying you wanted to drop. No, as well. I remember I saying I got my hernias in twenty fourteen. Excuse me, that was very funny. It did I not did, get because no, this is very traumatic. I said I, I completely missed that. No. I said you wanted to drop as well. She she was drunk dry. <laughs> I'm going to need you to listen to my small little quips, Rob, because you're missing gold. I think I that out. That's sick. <laughs> sick. I've seen, seen an Instagram video I the other day as of well. a grown yeah, man oh, yeah. being breastfed by his his woman. That can't be real. It's sick. It can't be real. And if anyone, no, I did not. But I did taste my sister's. <laughs> Put off her hand, like not off her boob, and it was yuck. Go on, sorry. But I, I got hernias in twenty fourteen. Remember, I seen yes. in the next year I drove, so I had to go back more operations. Blah blah blah. And I was, I got drug tested in the hospital. Um, after coming out of operating theater, and long story short, all in my book, worst worst thing that happened in my whole life it was even as bad as my mum's debt. At the time, uh, I failed the drugs test. So my whole life was going to be destroyed. Why? Because of the anaesthetic? I was... So I came out of the theatre. Drug tester was in the hospital. He lived there. He lived a mile down the road. I was over in London. He went to Cork to test me, but I was after flying to London to get the operation done. Woke up. Man's at the end of the bed. I was delighted. A bit of company. Was, <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, oh, I remember... I, I, I was happening. Uh, over in London on my own, like, after coming out, after... It was... Oh, cool. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he wheeled me out to the bathroom. Sorry yeah. now, but I'm sorry now, but what on earth is he doing <coughs> testing when there's drugs he, in your system from the anaesthetic? I know, I know. So wheeled me out to the bathroom, produced a sample. I'm still hooked up to an IV drip and came back and chatting away. And I'm delighted because I didn't miss a test. Like I could have gotten tested. twenty Between 2016 and 20, 30, 
2012 and 2016 I'd have probably been tested a hundred times Jesus with a max one year of 34 tests in a year Jesus yeah which is fucking all wrong as well because they could justify the spend because so nearly once, a, nearly once yeah. a week yeah yeah and if I go up to altitude then in Morocco because Morocco would have you know it would have a reputation even though it didn't matter we could be in Morocco no yeah. we their own micro bubble there I got tested three times in one week out there. What? It cost thousands of tests. So that looked. That's another story. Test came back anyway. Failed. Of course, you failed. It was drugs in your system. Got on to the doctor, the Irish doctor who sent me there. The Irish sports council sent me there. Alan, Doctor Alan, won't give a second name, even though I could. <laughs> fuck, I was left high and dry. Like the oh. CEO of Athletics Ireland rang me and he said there was been an adverse analytical finding in your test. And I says, Oh yeah. I says, Sure, John. The te- that's the eleventh of April was the day I was in the hospital. Wellington Hospital is the hospital that you sent me to to get the operation. Phone went down, never heard anything from him again. And fuck it, the next week, Laura, I swear to God, it was the worst of my whole life. Why? Because my whole life d- would have been destroyed, discredited, like, you know, if I was. Was it out publicly? Not yet, no. So I got onto a solicitor in town who did, um, he, he's a solicitor and he, he used to do the post mortems and bodies as well. And he tried to say, go down the route of discrediting. The testing procedure, and I said, no, testing procedure's right. Yeah. I said, it's brilliant. It's the best in the world. The Irish one is the best in the world. And I said, so, no, it, it's nothing to do. I said, I was in operating theatre. I was operated on. I said, no, we're not going that route. So I went off. The Irish doctors didn't do anything. It was the German secretary. I got onto her and she got onto the German doctor, Dr. Mushevik, who did the operation on me. And her husband rang me and he said, the hydrocetyl starch was the uh, substance. We do not use this. This is obsolete. And I said, well, he fucking had to have used it because... Yeah, why the hell is it in me? researched it all and it can only be detected in your body up to 40 minutes after being ingested intravenously. Okay. Do you know, so there's no kind of fictitious story here. Yeah. You, you ha- it had to have been put in by uh, intravenously mm. into your veins. So I was like, no, I said, I had to, I had to have been you. There's no other explanation. Like, I was in the hospital. So if the German secretary went away, went down for days, if this broke, Laura, you, we walked in gone. media. Yeah, yeah. Sure, saw any content. Yeah, You're destroyed. destroyed. And people delighted so, uh, to destroy it. The German it. secretary rang me back after a long weekend. I have all the emails and she goes, alas, we have found a troubleshooter. She went through all of the excipients of the paracetamol. So like say Baraka. Yeah. And you've all, and her receipt starch was there. <gasps> Then that was sent on to the So Irish it was in it what was they there. had used. Yeah. But it was a masking agent for EPO, which is an endurance drug that like the Russians would have been done for. So it would have destroyed oh me. Oh my God. Destroyed. So then just got on to the Irish doctors. They wrote up a TUE form to say that it was used ethically. They sent it to the drug testing people in Lausanne or wherever it is, Geneva or in Switzerland. I rang them and I said, is it all over? Yes, no, it's no problem. And that was it. And Jesus I, Christ, I, I says, after the nearly destroying your life. And I says, I have never heard anybody so happy to. That time, I was like a zombie for a full week. I couldn't. I was constantly on the computer, completely depressed, trying to figure it out. And Mary, Tara was only six weeks old, Laura. This is why she's not breastfeeding. And she couldn't breastfeed. So after that, then I remember I was out the back. I was drinking cans of Budweiser. Sick of something that was so pure to me. My life, I loved, loved athletics, loved how I came up through that and knowing up at the top and I can be exposed and taken down like yeah, this for yeah. fucking doing nothing. And Mara goes, I always remember, she says, Rob, you're not going out of the sport like this. And I know the back drinking cans. Yeah. She says, you're not going out of the sport. And I says, she said, Gillick was pushed out. Like he, he kind of filtered out. Dorval went, didn't go out in her terms. She yeah. said, you're going out on your terms. So I was still on top funding. Like I was still bringing in really good money. I then settled and decided, all right, 
and we went up to Ifran, up to the Atlas Mountains in Morocco with Tara, six months old, oh my and God. Regan, 16 months old. Oh my God. Up, yeah, we went up, went training for a month, and I went to the World Championships and finished fifth. So it was, And that was going out in your own terms? And then I carried on to the Olympics okay. and finished sixth. So, okay. But I, I'd have stopped and Lord, I was so Christ. fucking distraught. But I'd be the same, like as in that feeling of these people that have supported you, that it can suddenly all be turned just, on its head yeah. and you'd be cancelled all over the place. But, but nowhere, after working in media, you, you just become a bit of content. Completely. And I'm just thinking into my soul there, even talking about any random celeb. To me, on air, on the radio, it was like, these are my playthings that I can yeah. say terrible things about. But I didn't understand that. But they're, it's awful when you think about mm. it, the power that people have to like bring you down. Mm. And poor Mary not able to breastfeed. She and she claimed and she loved it. She's she did lying. the first time She did that. There's no way. There's no, I'll tell you now, right? There are people, I'm sure there are people that love it. Yeah. But the people that don't love it need to speak up because I hated it. Yeah. I, I hated it. I full on hated it because everyone was like, oh, it's such an amazing bonding experience. Well, I was breastfeeding Polly. I was watching Fraser. The only person I was bonding with was Fraser <laughs> Crane. Like I was allergic. And Shane, you say to me, oh, I think she, the word he used to use, I think she's grizzling. And I used to be like, what love? And he's like, she's grizzling. She's a bit hungry. And every time he said the word grizzling, I was like, so it's me. It's me, is it? I have to feed her, is it? I used to be sitting up in the bed watching him asleep, raging. Because That's I hate, hard. it's so hard. Especially as a first time mom, it makes you, um, it's like your animal instinct kicks in. And it's like, it reminds you, the book stops with you now, girl. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all you. You're You've had this baby. You're the mammy. You're, you feed this baby. This guy, I was, I was awful. In, I was in Spain last week looking at a girl. Looking at this sounds very Looking creepy. Looking at a breastfeeding. He's a little yeah. creep, guys. He's but a her, creep. But she was breastfeeding. The child was clung to And he was after going back. He was after latching on about, I say, whatever. Yeah. Ten, ten times yeah. in the half an hour. But the husband was on the, the lounger next to her. Having a ball. With the arms behind the head. And he'd look and chat to her every now and then. But she was quite happy. But she was wasn't. Going, She's lying. But it, but to me, looking, I was fascinated looking like, hoping to get a sneaky look then as well. But no, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're gross. But I was a voluptuous like woman. Um, but I was like going, this is mad. But you see, what you don't see there is she's roasted, she's sore, and she's like, oh my God. But there was another baby in the body behind oh, her. fuck it. Yeah, I know. He was the same. He went after her the same when she got out of the hospital. <laughs> same as you did. Oh, Robert, will we wrap it up? We do, we've loads. We've things. covered a vast array of topics. I None of this was planned either, <laughs> Absolutely none of it. I think we're so sick of planning from the radio <laughs> yeah. that this is just freedom to us. It's like, no uh, more plans. This is, like this is How much do I owe you? <laughs> That'll be 600 euro. Red Raw. Red Raw. With Rob and Laura.